Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Back like we never left it. <laughs> back, back, forth and forth. Ah, very fitting, very fitting for tonight's episode. You already know what time it is. It's time to take you back. Take you back to the old school. Back to the beginning of time. Way back. <laughs> <laughs> for the 99 2000. Girl, you working with some girl. <laughs> Well, I think it's time for introductions. It's me, Sade. Simply Sade. I still, I still don't have no name. It's me, the professional Louis Vuitton Don. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, you know what it is. Over. <laughs> 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 oh, you only gonna do three names today? Yeah, I'm just gonna do three. No, All right, don't hit them with the heat. <laughs> so, hey, BB, we we took a little break, but we back with the jump off. We are back, and honestly, like I missed you. I missed uh, talking you. to our people, and you know, being able to connect. And this is, you know, I feel like I'm back in my zone. I'm back in my vibe, and you know, I'm, I'm ready to lock this episode down. I feel like it's a great episode. I'm super excited for everybody to hear it. I'm so, excited. I definitely think we need to jump right away. Get up on this <laughs> right away. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> and uh, the first topic. Well, did we explain the title? Uh, you know, we didn't explain the title, but I feel like we don't really have to. We didn't even say the title. We didn't technically say the title. I said the title, but we didn't say, hey, this is episode so-and-so, and and we're going to talk about da-da-da-da-da. And that's how you know I'm just anxious to get into it. (laughs) You so impressed. (laughs) I'm so anxious, like genuine, baby. So anxious. Wait, I'm doing the dance right now. (laughs) Maybe at 1130. Let him hear that. But did you not feel his anxiousness? I felt it. He was, I just, honestly, my favorite part was the. So anxious. Doom, doom, doom. You know, he always. That would be your favorite part at the end. Yeah. It was break. I was like, yo, I need to learn this tonight. Wait, I had to learn every dance. Did I learn it? No, but I had to. The sad thing is, I really used to learn them and, like, really be doing them at home, but it was like that part never come on out in public. It's just in the video. So I'd be like, damn, why did I even learn that? Like, why was it so important to do dances from the video in public? It was, like, I, that's... Think, I think Michael Jackson set that trend, and mm, okay. just from mimicking music videos, that that at least for me, that was like, damn, like I gotta learn that. <laughs> Bring that out at the school dance. Show them what's really good. <laughs> that's how we dance in North Carolina. That's how we dance in North Carolina. <laughs> All right, so I'll say the title if you don't want to say the title. The title is for the nine nine and two thousand. We breaking it off on your ass for that nine nine and that two thousand. Um, I thought this was a fitting episode. We have been planning like a nineties episode. We always talk about music and movies and just like how they shaped us. And with Netflix coming out with the super throwbacks, we were like let's not miss the wave like we've been talking about this the universe said do it now so and and shout out to netflix for bringing all these you know authentic black shows you know back for our viewing pleasure especially after they dropped the uh they had the uh i can't remember uh which movie it was but they had it in the top 10 
uh, uh, some type of slavery movie, and it was just bad timing. <laughs> it was like, oh, come they on, had bro. That help. Yeah, <laughs> the like, movies it's to like, see during on, the bro. Like, like, like you, bro. That's what, what happened to strong right black now? leads? Like, come on. That was that was crazy. Yeah. So they they definitely trying to bounce back right now. So shout out to Netflix. <laughs> they back and they better. <laughs> yeah, because they have picked some really authentically black shows like back before you had to have a white best friend on the show or whatever like when it was all black cast they were wearing stuff that the streets was wearing or shaping the culture what the streets was wearing they were using the vernacular like it was black it wasn't disney it wasn't like no it was black and i feel like that's that's something that's missing today it's just authentic i feel like authentically black shows are making a comeback but they're not even where they were in the 90s which i feel like we regressed in television so i'm hopeful that like you know Mm -hmm. i'm I'm hopeful that shows like blackish and uh Mm. you know because i feel like blackish is a blackish grownish that's a that's a good you know blackish is cute lots of light skin characters but blackish is cute i was gonna mention yes insecure the shy like where yeah. black people are power. and they're behind they're behind the camera on blackish too but power where you have writers you have black writers in the room you have black creators yeah. directing it and producing it and it's just it's really like fubu it's really for us by us so shout out to insecure the shy i'm sure we're missing like 20 shows yeah but shout out to wild and out are the yeah. ones <laughs> wild and out yeah Yo, it's very fubu shout out um i feel bad what other shows are there's hella shows power um uh what's that uh one that was on fox empire okay i I fell off of empire (laughs) kind of fast but it still was a a black show (laughs) it still was a black show Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's black shout out to uh own network and tyler perry doing all of his shows these are yeah, still shout out to tyler black perry shows that need to be tyler perry for, is killing it he's putting, putting on, on for black for the people. people in general i'm still not the biggest fan of a lot of his work but not i appreciate i appreciate that. the best foot stepping forward and creating opportunities for black people having his own so, studio built yes. all that different stuff that's like groundbreaking so that's dope yeah well, let's get into the show. Now that we did did our accolades, <laughs> let's get into the show. Accrides, Hyundai's, Accrides. Uh, <laughs> all right, so yo, listen, we going gonna... Should we do a COVID quickie? Can we check in? Yeah, no? we can do a COVID quickie. Honestly, I don't even. The next episode, we're not gonna call it that no more. I'm kind of like over. It's the... still cold. We still are in the year of the COVID. We're gonna just call it a quickie. Let's drop the COVID okay. and call it let's, a quickie. Let's go into the quickie. Because everybody love a quickie. We ain't gonna lie about that. Yeah, it's a time and a place. All right, so listen, the uh, quickie for today is your favorite fashion trend of the '90s and the 2000s, or your biggest uh, and your biggest fashion mistake. So. Favorite fashion trend of the 90s and 2000s and your biggest fashion mistake of that time period? My favorite, when I think of 90s and 2000s, I think of my navy blue Gap pullover. I lived. Mm. When I tell you, I li- you know, you knew me. So, you know, I lived in this pullover. You, you could did. put everything you in that pocket. In <laughs> you could put everything in the pocket. But looking back, so I wore this like seventh, eighth grade. We wore a uniform in middle school and um, it was navy. So I got to wear it. But more importantly, looking back, I realized why I lived in it because I used to walk to school 
and that covered my body like to be honest as a woman changing and all of that like I just felt so comfortable in this potato sack like you didn't have to see my little shape peeking through to walk through the neighborhood with inappropriate men and stuff hollering at you while you walk down the street like that became my safety blanket that pullover I don't know how fashionable it was but that was like legit my safety blanket in middle school so I loved it um outside of that I loved a sock bun you could not when I discovered to use a black sock for the sock bun ladies holla if you feel me I mean, I had enough hair to cover the white bun, but you find a black sock, you cut the toe, you roll it down, you put it on your ponytail, you brush your hair around, make the perfect donut, you put a couple scrunchies on that bad boy, and you have the perfect sock bun, you had your black pro style gel to swoop the sides. We weren't doing all the crazy edges and stuff. I just had natural baby hairs, but you you had to have a slick, you had to wear your scarf to the school gate. So it could be, I don't know if you heard If you didn't see the lines on the forehead, then it wasn't real. <laughs> you had to have your scarf down tight. So a sock bun, and then I had to have clear lip gloss with a black eyeliner as lip liner. Like that was me in middle school. A sock bun, a little bit of MAC lip gloss, hair in a bun, well done. Looking for a ring, I see none. Catch that okay. line. <laughs> Catch that line from your favorite rapper's favorite rapper um, with my gap pullover. Yeah, that was my favorite trend of the 99-2000. So that was remarkable. You actually like helped <laughs> me like vividly go back in time and, and see you. I think I used to see you five times a week. So we was tied us in each other at times. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. that's that's crazy. That's super crazy because that was your that was your look. <laughs> that was my, look. That that was my was signature look. look. <laughs> Signature. What was your oh, yeah. look? My look was. I already know what it was. My favorite look was the throwback jersey. <laughs> throwback jersey. Throwback that. It even looked better with the matching cap. That's what <laughs> yes. I was on. You had, That's you what had I was the on. cap. Like, the, sh- the jersey. Oh the my pants God. with I the logo. The jersey, you had the, the headband. You had the, the headband. You had yes, the wristband. Everything. I was just in. <laughs> I was OD. Like, and Fab was like my inspiration. Every time I see Fab, I'm like, damn, He's another canceled. one? I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get that. <laughs> so, yo, I, I had to do my thing. Like, and on top of that, it was like, it kind of, I feel like. It was the gift and the curse for me because I invested so much money into that. I was on, how much were they? They were hundreds. So if you was right? running, if you was running with the an authentic, ones. yeah, you yeah. you were paying at least three between three and five hundred dollars. And if you was running with the swingman, uh, then you was paying like one twenty five at what that time. Man. So swingman is like an authentic, but it's uh made by a specific brand like a Nike or. I think at that time it was Nike who was making the swingmans, but it was like the level of an authentic, but just like a notch lower in terms of quality. And it still had the stitch numbers and stuff. Okay. Like the the replica jersey just have the iron on. The cut oh, is not that's the cut is not tapered. Yeah, the cut is not oh, tapered. Boy. It look all boxy and weird. Like <laughs> it does. I know exactly. <laughs> little numbers and shit. Like it just looked like it looked like they was like, we ain't gonna take no time to make this. Like <laughs> we're just gonna go ahead and throw this on there. But yeah, like throwbacks was definitely like the highlight of the nine nine and the two thousands yes. for me. Uh the freaking 
the freaking enemy of that time and like just doing too much was platinum fubu like i i I had so much platinum fubu and it was like why did i do this to myself like because and even i don't know i think flat i think platinum fubu had like a good two two three year run or whatever the case yeah, it, was be, short. The it was very, yeah, it was short the fat albert series yeah fat albert then short. i feel like what he got happened it started the going to tj matt tj yeah. matt started carrying it it wasn't it was selling like... it wasn't selling like people wasn't <laughs> but yo the best the best collection was the fat albert then they did a harlem globe trotters then they did <laughs> muhammad ali and it, that's when it just was getting too it was just like all right bro y'all od <laughs> Like this ain't it. I, but, I yeah. had a little jersey top in my repertoire. Yeah, I had little jersey dresses um, and stuff. I was like, jersey dresses were like just like your stitch man or whatever. Everybody didn't have no jersey dress, no authentic jersey dress. So when you got your hands on one, I think I only had one in my tenure, but I had hella jersey shirts. I had the the one strap cut up shoestrings on the side like i had all types of jersey shirts i had so many jersey shirts i recall one time we went to a 212 and back then it was still cute to dress like your friends like i've always been a kind of me and my friends need to dress like we going to the same place and i remember one time me and two friends i know samarian was one i can't think who else maybe wrist but we all went to the club they were my two other jersey shirts because I just OD'd and had a hell of them. And Samaria brought her video camera and we did a full-on routine in the middle of the club. Like, who are we? Maya? I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> so, please, Samarian, if you have that video, please bless us <laughs> with the vintage. Y'all thought that was Destiny's Child or when, y'all, when they had four members. Y'all thought y'all had a four <laughs> members. It was only Destiny's three child. of us. I know. <laughs> no. when they, y'all thought y'all was 3OW then. Like, <laughs> we was a cheetah girl. That was promises, promises. <laughs> No, but I love I, is that a, Is that your biggest mistake? You saying Platinum Fubu is your yeah, mistake? Yeah, Platinum Fubu was my biggest mistake. <laughs> like, I just, I just felt like. I feel like outside of that, like I did overdo it with the throwbacks. Like I had the matching socks, the shoelaces, like oh like I was real OD with it, but I was also like my favorite of your throwback was the jeans with all the patches on it. Oh yeah, that those were those were epic. Like yeah. I I love those jeans. I think the biggest Mm-hmm. Some homeless man is rocking those right now. Because <laughs> I definitely gave him the goodwill. <laughs> my biggest mistake was cutting my jeans like Little Kim in the, um, no matter what people say. Is that? Why? What? <laughs> what song was that? The Little Kim song where she had the slices in her jeans, which is like the style now. You were singing it, right? I, th- I thought that was, at least no I thought that was it. I can't think of the rest of the hook, but that video, y'all know, she had on like a diamond top and sliced jeans. I ruined so many jeans trying to get <laughs> that ripped effect. I I remember the first time I legit cut circles with the scissors, like in circles up and down the jeans. Then I realized that wasn't the way. Then I did slices and washed them, but I just, I really couldn't, I really couldn't get it together. I ruined a mini a jean trying to achieve that look. So I say that's my biggest mistake. Yeah, you was, you was liable to get your ass whooped if family would have found I out know. about that. And that's the other thing. Then cut up all these jeans, can't even wear them nowhere because if I get caught wearing them, it's an issue. It's but yeah, lights out. Was- and I honestly, I feel like 
I got lucky because I was buying all those throwback jerseys. Like, if my mom was paying for those, bruh, she would have been tapped out on me. She would have been tapped out on me. She would not. She would have been like, like, I ain't buying it. I ain't buying that shit. No, that was a lot of money down the drain. Even when I think about the kind of money I was spending on Rockaware, I had so many Rockaware little bomber jackets, and like you cannot tell me nothing about Rockaware. Dada, going to the guest factory, getting the matching. You had to have the cheese. Oh, I forgot about the lower suits. Damn. Damn. That wasn't a mistake, though. Ooh, that looked good on me. Look, the lower suits was a win. That was a win. <laughs> that was a win for everyone. Yeah, because it was like you got a whole yo, that's your whole fit. That the white <laughs> juice, the fresh juice, and the fit. You have to wear a beater. Good. Well, girls have to wear a beater under it. You had to if you wanted to pull the little style that J Lo bit with the um do rag with the diamonds on it with the little rhinestones. Like you could go all out with the Adidas. What shoes you wear with your velour? I had You have to wear white shoes. Yeah, I, wore I had forces. Though. I wore forces, uh, okay. Air Force Ones, and I also had some. Uh, what's some? I had some other shoes that I actually got banged on for wearing. What shoes? <laughs> it was some. Con- it was like some Converse weapons at the time. They were like really popular with the throwback jerseys or whatever. But uh, it was like they came in all these different colors, and I had some powder blue and white ones with my powder blue Outcast floor suit i and, remember that uh, they was on my head like where you from cut? i was like damn like leave me alone like i don't bang my nigga i go to school right here like we don't care where you from cut? like oh the hood i didn't get no smoke i got a different kind of smoke in my velour <laughs> i got a Hey, mom. Hey, uh, hey, hey, come here. Hey, mama. Come here. Remember. What's um, your chirp number? <laughs> uh, on um, Ashley's Instagram, shout out to Go Girl Podcast. She was talking about what's the worst pickup line you heard. And I dropped down in the comments oh, and told her, remember that time we were at the bridge? Uh, mm, and beefy. this <laughs> to me. To me. And he said, mm, beefy. And if you guys that don't was, know, that was from uh, the the ravioli commercials, and is that was, what it was from? Yeah, I didn't know what it was from. It was they had ravioli commercials where it was like extra beef in these ravioli, <laughs> and the dude used to be like, "Hmm, beefy," and like so he turned it into a pickup line, and that I died when I heard that. I was like, that was the most creepiest, funniest like moment. Word. Because he, you could tell he practiced that shit. Because the timing was impeccable. Like he walked, he walked up to a group. It was me, you, Paris, at least. He walked yeah, he, straight he walked up, up to me, the like, squad, like, <laughs> yo, I'm getting this pickup line off today, <laughs> today, <laughs> to this day. <laughs> um, were you there too at the bridge when the dude walked up to me and said, "Is there any more room?" Oh yeah, I, I I probably was there, but I don't think I was with you at that particular time. <sighs> the bridge used to be lit. Shout out to LA and everybody who know how how it used to go you down at bridges. the bridge. You ain't gonna explain it if you know, you know. If you know, you know. Okay, but uh, anyway, it was the the it was, it was didn't B two K shoot their first video there. Oh, I don't know. Sure, why not? I'm mad you would. Anyway, know fun fun facts. I mean. <laughs> You act like uh, people didn't make music video mixtapes, like, and you record them, and you know, just so you could watch them, like, later, like, 
<laughs> yeah, there was no DVR. Yeah. yeah. No, you have to record it because how are you going to learn to dance? And park. Like, you couldn't miss that. Couldn't. But how are you going to learn to dance if you don't watch it over and over and over? Yeah, you have to watch it over and over. You have to record. But <laughs> Did, were you out there at the bridge spitting whack pickup lines? You know what? Actually, I I was not yeah. spitting not pickup lines. No, at that time, I, I feel like when we was going to the bridge, I, I was I did not have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely didn't. Okay. I, was, I feel like especially in high school, like I never in high school, I didn't have a girlfriend the whole you did time. It? You no. did it. You no. want me to say names? Not until senior year. But I'm saying like okay, I didn't have senior one. Year, so that's a girlfriend in high school. Yeah. But that was also like before summer. It was like it wasn't even like. In high, I was oh like, and, and she didn't even go to my school. Like it was just like, she didn't, so it didn't count, right? Yeah, it didn't count. <laughs> you know, I was booed up <laughs> the whole time, married in up, high school. Up. Loki, I had a promissory note. Nice, shout out to that man <laughs> and all and his family. <laughs> Hot man. But anyway, moving right along, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about some of the things we liked. We talked about mistakes. Let's talk about our fave of the 99 and 2000. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk about our faves. Uh let's let's see where we going to start at. What was your favorite show? Ooh. I know mine off top. Him, you can only pick one. If this was uh, the only I hate that. Let me set it up. Let me set it up. Everything is off of TV. Netflix ain't brought shit back. They going to bring back one show. Nothing is on prime time. No reruns. Ain't nothing on MTV, VH1, BET, none of that. And you could pick one show to watch over and over from the 99-2000 all black cast. Which show you picking? I got my show. Oh, I feel so torn right now. And it sucks that I feel this torn, but I'm going to have to go with In Living Color. In living color, you can do. And the reason why, and the reason why is because I felt like I got so much out of that. Whether it was performances at performances at the end, I got to see J Lo and the Fly Girls. I got to see all the different, you know, comedians who are, you know, somebody now is super relevant. Like, yeah, you know, they, get they start, but they were funny. Like literally every week, I waited for that show to I come on. See it again as an adult. I haven't seen it in years. Yeah, I remember. I, I used to wait. For I know that show to come it's different in my thirties. Yeah, that shit hit me. Um, I'm sure it's so much problematic stuff on there, just from what oh, I can remember. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> Definitely problematic. Oh, that burned me up inside to just pick one, but that that had to be the most the the okay. one for me. Yeah, you're the one for me. Don't 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 don't. <laughs> my hands down favorite show of the '90s. That was way before my time, but so relevant to this day. To this day, is Living Single. Wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Keep your head up. For what? Keep your head up. That's right. All right, Maxine Shaw. Oh, girl, standing to my left. Am I right? True blue. You know, it's Khadijah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was Khadijah hands oh. down. Scooter was the man. Like, I, it's just, I remember watching it growing up and thinking it was like kind of funny and stuff, but revisiting it, especially through reruns through college and it's just a show. Whenever it's on, I'm going to stop and watch it. It's still funny, relatable. They were addressing some of the same issues that we're addressing now. And it was just 
successful black women and black men friends. It wasn't no funny stuff. Like they could hang out, have a good time, go through relationship problems and life problems and stuff. And it was just, it was a really solid show. I love that show. I just, I think that uh, that show was really good, but I feel like my show was better. First of all, first of all, they had Tupac. Tupac was on my show. Okay. I wonder was he on there? That would be like the only show he wasn't on because he was on all the shows. Nah, it ain't no whose show is better. There's hella other good shows. Yeah, there like, is, but mine's was better. Though. A different world would be a really high choice for me. Fresh Prince would be a really high choice, but Martin would be a really high choice for me. I was so torn. Yeah, that was a good show, but. I didn't that that didn't connect with me in a way, and probably because like I couldn't watch it for years. I used to get in trouble for watching it. It was very suggestive, but um, I couldn't even watch The Simpsons and stuff growing up. You know, so like <laughs> you know how they go. But um, no, so it's not about whose show is better or worse. It's about the show that you connected with, and that's the show I connected with and I like right, and cool. I still rock with. All right, what's your next favorite then? My next favorite would have to be. Uh... Let's go with a uh, favorite best friend duos. <laughs> favorite best friend duos. Favorite best friend duos. Wow, I'm uh, going with Will and Jazz from Fresh Prince. Of course you would. I that, they just that. had the most epic best friendship. Like, and it was like, it was weird at times how like they were from two totally different places. Like, I feel like Jazz definitely grew up somewhere. But they weren't. They, they were, kind of weren't. Because so, Will wasn't from Bel Air. But what I'm saying is he was from Philly and Jazz was from the West Coast. from Bell-Air. LA. Yeah, yeah, so it was just like funny when Jazz took him around them hood people and Will was like hella off guard. Like he was like, yo, what is this? Like this is different. Like Jazz, like look how they living. Like he didn't really have that upbringing that Jazz had. You know, it was different, but mm-hmm. I thought it was dope. I like their dynamic. I saw that Will is looking into picking up the dramatic version. Oh, it's picked up already. Oh, good. That yeah. looks so dope. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's all about how they cast it. I really hope it's casted extremely well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hopefully it'll be some new people. Yeah, really I would know. love to see some new people in there. Yeah, I like when I don't know the cast. Um, My favorite duo, does this count? I want to say Tia and Tamir. And I, and I know they were sisters, but technically they didn't know each other. They didn't grow up together, and they became friends through finding each other in the mall, if you don't know the story. But what I liked about them, it was always, like, Tamara getting in trouble and Tia saving the day. Like, it just reminded me of the relationship that I have with my friends, particularly, like, Danielle. Like, I'm always doing something, and she always, like, telling me not to. Um, So I I like their, though they were sisters, I like their friendship, duh. Yeah, they, they, they were dope. Well. I, I used to love both of Iconic. them. Was, all right, let's jump over to our next uh, one, which is your favorite relationship in the 90s. So which Ooh. relationship was your favorite? Which one made you feel like, damn, like, yeah, I like them. I already know. Mo to the E to the Her and Q. Mo- yes. Yeah. Mo was- and Q. You, you, first of all, you know. I used to love a little rough neck. Got a rough neck, gotta get a rough neck. Gotta watch out, gotta get a rough neck. I loved how Q used to be like, 
come on, shorty. <laughs> like, he just, no. I just like, like when, how did Q like, get there from New York? Like, how did that work out? No, like, I don't know. And looking back, when him and Onyx used to rap on the show, <laughs> like, it was trash. No offense to New York rap, but um, I just love that dynamic. He came off like a 35 year old man but he was just so gutter but he was like nice and I don't like, know with all due respect like, Mr. Mitchell I'm smashing your daughter okay you know respect I'm like nigga if you don't get your ass up out my house I love you well like Mo Pierre she had all of the cute dudes she had Ohaji she had I don't know um what was um Kobe's name on the show? I don't think I don't know. I think it was just Kobe. He was on there. She had all the cute if he was cute in the nineties, he was on there and he was dating Mo. Did Usher didn't she date Usher on there too? Did date Usher. <laughs> she had everybody. She even dated what dude a famous dude was playing her teacher that was trying to talk to her. She went through a lot, but my favorite was her and Q. So this one is funny because I had one answer prior to, you know, us starting the episode or this show, and I changed. I had a change of heart, and so I'm going, I was gonna say Martin and Gina, but you know, I had huh. to, I had to take a side step and go with Jamie and Fancy, because Jamie worked hard. Jamie worked hard for Fancy. <laughs> Jamie did. worked hard for Fancy, and when he finally got her, it was dope because it was like, yeah. 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 Like, See, was, no. uh, I forgot about the Jamie fucked up. They had what was, was that um, theme song? You can go, you can go if you want. <laughs> that's night, they can start up the show. Now we get yeah, it started. started. You, know you know what, what to do. 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 If you wanna do it, here comes Jamie Foxx. Here I come once again. Julie and my friend. Yeah, that was a good one. Ah, Wilhelm. You did love it. Yo, it was some mad quotables in there. Like the whole. You know what was iconic? The whole. The whole. That was like so good. That was good. No, that was a cute little cat and mouse relationship. Yeah, that was a dope one. <laughs> Jamie, what was your favorite hairstyle? Man, I, so I want to answer what my favorite hairstyle was to see on women because I used to fall for chicks with the bang. The bang. Bang. <laughs> Yo, I used to love it. Lisa left eye lopes with the bang, with or the whether swoop. it was like uh, Aaliyah with the size. Swoop. Swoop. Oh my god! Like it was, or even T boss with her like her bangs. How she had to like Chinese. Who did not have a swoop? Mary had a swoop. Like Brandy to swoop them braids. Like everybody had a swoop. Yeah, that, that was, was that was legit. That was yeah. the style. I I did I did fancy a swoop. My fave, personal fave, though, was the waterfall. Like, I had to have the height in my hair. It had to go up and then come down. <laughs> like, I loved a little bump waterfall. Like, you was not dressed for homecoming or prom or whatever without a waterfall and a swoop and some I, curls. <laughs> I feel like the way you love the waterfalls was the way that I felt about a clean-ass taper fade. Because the taper fade worked with every haircut. 
You can have cornrows, twisties, a natural fro, oh, an yeah. S curl, waves. It didn't matter that fresh taper fade. Braids with the fade. Braids with the fade. Like you couldn't go wrong with the with the taper, even if it wasn't your barber. If it wasn't your barber, like they only gotta just taper up your sides and the back of your head at the very bottom of each portion. It was like you can't fuck this up, bro. Like I think that's my my favorite dude hairstyle. I was gonna say high, like a kind of curly top with the sides faded, <laughs> which was just like the pretty boy in LA style, <laughs> like oh, with I'll little be juices sure and berries top, but. I forgot about cornrows. Like, what is the 99 2000 without cornrows? Without a little crazy on cornrows? Or, or, little... or just the, the wild hair. Like, I know a lot of... I didn't do this style personally, but I would see a lot of dudes at my school where they would come with half their hair braided and half their hair just like, wow. Wait, at your school, at our school? Well, yeah, we, we went to school. But I, went, I started going there first, so... Okay, but no, that was the style. <laughs> Darrell started that. The half, or no, 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 no. Let me take it back. Um, no, 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 no. Iverson. I feel like Iverson was the first, like getting his hair braided on the court. Well, braided, yeah, but like, I, I felt like half the half braid, up and half, half down. I think Luda might have been the first to do that one. What you mean, half up, half down? Like, where half of his hair was braided and the other half was just wild. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, all right, we need researchers on that. I feel like Iverson. Is most notable. Luda did do it. Everybody did it though. Trey did it. Everybody. Everybody that had break. But oh, Ja Rule. I don't know. Maybe it was Ja Rule in a Why in one of the videos. Ja, listen, you just look, you look, you focusing on one video probably and you like Ja, ja had cornrows for two <laughs> yeah, he, had he had cornrows for two hours of his career. Like, <laughs> he, like he was bald ever I'm like, why is Ja your reference point? Like Cause I remember him doing that. Someone else did it, but he's Lloyd, Lloyd used to do that a lot too. But Lloyd had that that three A hair. So and that, uh, Mario, because Mario had braids, he used to do that. Okay, so let's just say everybody that had braids did it. Yeah. We'll know who did it first. Who did it best? Bone Crusher did it best. <laughs> I think Luda did it best. Luda had the sickest fro. Like that shit was crazy. It was so perfect. <laughs> Luda. Luda yeah. rocked. <laughs> Luda rocked the 99 2000. He, really he is often forgotten in hip hop history. But um Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if I would yeah, say he's so. forgotten, but he he's who, definitely who who, who talk about Luda? Who be like, oh my god. They just had the verses. When they had the verses, everybody was like, oh yeah, Luda. Yeah, oh, he got hits because people forgot. Yeah. Forgot about Dre. (laughs) (laughs) Nowadays, everybody want to talk. (laughs) They got something to say after Harry (laughs) Brady. Shit. When the cornrows come out. Okay, yeah. So that, any any cornrows and white tea had me in the 99. Yo, and anytime a dude got a fresh taper fade, you know it was about to go down. And he had that diamond. Ooh, that little fake diamond everybody wore. Oh, listen, I used to stay with the fake swabby zirconias. Like, the square ones. Like, oh my god, I thought I was so fly with those. I even had some fake chains. I had a fake Jacob watch. I was like, (laughs) doing the most. Come through with the fake. Come on, Santee Alley. Talk to me, (laughs) Santee. 
Talk to but it me. was like it was okay to have fake jerseys. Yeah, I feel like back like, then it was like everybody knew like you was in high school, you wasn't rocking I mean, a real J-Bo. I had real bamboo, so don't play. Well, I'm talking about for dudes. Like nobody in high school is rocking a real Jacob. That's just not like no. No. unless they unless they was acting or or they parents were selling drugs or something. I don't know. They parents. <laughs> okay. You know what school you went to. Anyway. What's your favorite? Let's move right along. Move it right along. Uh, what was your favorite black movie of the time? Like, Ooh. and then so movies is broad. Let's do hood, <laughs> like your favorite hood movie, yeah. and then your favorite um, love story. I got to give you a favorite comedy, a favorite love. Okay, and comedy. A I think mine is low key. I got one that cover all of that, but I'll do two. Okay. All right, so my favorite comedy is Don't Be a Menace in South Central. Of course it is. I used to make Sade watch that every time she came over my house. And this was like almost every day one summer. And we used to watch that. We knew every breath of that movie. Like every laugh, every (laughs) (laughs) It was, yo, but that movie was a freaking, that shit was funny. And then, uh. I need to think that again, for for love, I had to go with Jason's lyric. That oh, movie was so no. dope to me. No. I thought it was so dope to me. I no. I just felt like it was just a no. dope story. And I, I yo Jada Pinkett was so fine. Like come on, like what are we doing? Okay, right she's now? so fine, but yeah. still no. I don't know. I never connected with that movie. Why? It was it was a little too deep for me. I don't uh, know. Okay, maybe it was a little too deep, but that was what real love was about. He showed. <laughs> Is that you what it was about? Yeah. <laughs> And then All my right. favorite hood movie, well, this is not even like a far stretch because that was Menace to Society, which is what Don't Be a Menace pretty much played off so of. But uh, Menace to Society was such a good movie. <sighs> it was so good. Old Dog and Kane. Yo, that was also another friendship. Like, yo, them Old Dog and Kane held each other down. Cute. Um, my I've been sorry for your mother. <laughs> <laughs> um, low key, like living in different areas and stuff. I used to like to say, "I'm from LA." They make movies about where I'm from. <laughs> I'm so corny. Anyway, so my favorite, my favorite black movie about love doesn't get classified as a love movie at all, but it's my favorite movie of all time. And there's a really cute love story in it, and it's House Party. The original House Party is my oh, favorite, wow. favorite movie. Wow. Yes. I love it. Was you go, so but you cute. feel like that's a love story, though? Yes. Kid likes, um, I was about to say Shireen. Her name is Shireen. Sydney. Yeah. Kid likes Sydney. And he, like, liked her and wanted to dance with her at yeah, the party. Yeah, but there was a lot of people liking each other in that movie. So it's like about love. Everybody likes everybody. That was a really good movie, though. That, that, it was I, a good movie. That was a classic. I can't knock it at all. And the fashions, the dancing, the music. And it was, a, at its core, it was about the, like people liking each other more so than anything else. I feel like uh, Kid and Play definitely are like national treasures, historical icons <laughs> when it comes to hip-hop, like black hip-hop. They don't even get talked about when it comes to hip-hop, I feel they like, but, but they are When it comes to, like, entertainment pizza. hip-hop, yeah. like, everything people like about Bruno Mars and stuff, see Kid and Play. Like, that was, that was them. Like, that, that whole, like, dancing, fun-loving hip-hop is them. And 
Yeah, I, I definitely was a huge it. fan of Kid and Play. They All had of a their movies cartoon were. and everything. They did for a minute. They did, but um, I I haven't seen a bad movie with them in it. But no, they, all their movies were were good except for the well, except for the ones that came after they were adults. Like it was like, come on, like. So I feel like the the last one was Class Act was the last good one, or House Party Three, whichever came first. That was the last one. But I feel what like other ones they did? They have a House Party Four. Were they in House Party yes. 4? I thought that was immature. Yeah, but they were in it. Okay, but that was immature. Yeah, yeah, but still, it's it's a part of their franchise. Mm, I don't. But I, don't they, I heard uh, I heard that it's getting rebooted, right? By Calmatic. Really? Yeah. By, okay. Uh, first of all, everything don't need to be rebooted. We could just watch the old one first. Yeah, I think it's gonna be real good though. I mean, I'll watch it. I'm sure the dancing is gonna be good. Okay, can I get through my movies? My favorite hood movie because I don't like all that shoot 'em up, kill 'em. <laughs> my favorite hood movie. <laughs> and I hope it get classified as a hood because technically it was in our hood. Um, Friday. Does oh, that yeah. count Friday, as a hood yeah, movie? It counts. Okay, it that's, counts. My, that's my favorite hood movie. Like, I fuck with Friday. Everybody fuck with Friday heavy, I yeah. feel like. Because around here, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do no quote. Oh, no, I'm in Manchester. We call this the little 20 twin twin. Okay, no more quotes. Y'all know it. <laughs> yeah, we can most of the days with those. You know, whatever. We don't need to do no quotes from that. Hi, Miss Parker. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> what you doing on the side of the house taking the shit? <laughs> Yo, Friday is good. so it's still good. I, but the first one is so good. I hate that they play all of the other ones on repeat. Damn, but yeah. the, the first, first one was one so, is so funny. Good. Man, my so grandma bought me that chain. Like it was just a good movie. <laughs> Wait, Lee, how are you talking? <laughs> but I want to know why Felicia got him in trouble when she asked to bro like. A microwave and he's like get the fuck out of here like trying to borrow and she's like oh go talk to that ask her for 40 dollars i was like yo how you just get him in trouble like yeah no that was good um i heard felicia own like a vegan truck now oh something. dope shout out to felicia <laughs> um so that's my favorite head movie my favorite comedy since you want to throw comedy in there would be and you're not gonna see this. This is so left field. But when you said comedy, I thought of this, and I think it's super funny. Money talks. Eh. Money talks. Is it's funny. funny. It's funny. But come on, man. Like you, you might as well say Friday was your hood and <laughs> funny movie. I think like, Money Talks is a funny movie. Money Talks okay. was cool, but it was it All wasn't. Right. That funny. Okay. Well then, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> Anytime you gotta give a nigga a disclaimer before you know that shit wasn't that funny. He <laughs> was like, now nah, y'all might not think that this nah, nigga okay. made it. Probably made, it probably made out. you laugh at least twice the whole movie. Like, but you you laughed though, right? Okay, okay. All right. New comedy. Laugh submission. submission. Bebe's kids. Oh, Bebe's kids was great. Bebe's kids was also great. Yeah, I, I love Lots it. Lots of photos. Love it. Robin Harris. Putting it down. Yes. Two Robin Harris movies. Two yeah. um Chris Tucker movies, which is like too too many. But anyway, um no, he he used to be really, really funny. I like him. Um all right, let's move on. Let's, let's move get on out to of the best movie. style. Let's get in best style. Best style. One person <sighs> with the best style of the nineties, two thousand. So this was very difficult for me. Yeah. 
it was very difficult like like because you could go like the rap route you could go the tv show route i think i was i'm thinking tv show right and i'm thinking i'm thinking rap i'm thinking rap Mm -hmm. who are you thinking and for me and where i just felt like it influenced like a whole culture was crisscross of course Crisscross had niggas wearing their pants backwards. Yeah. Cross yeah. colors was booming. <laughs> like, yo, it that was just like everybody Daddy wanted the the eyebrow cuts in a and the slashes they in their eyebrow. Them. Like, come on, like they criss crisscross held it down. Um, did you hear how they got started? Yeah, JD had uh found out about them and they wasn't even rapping. They wasn't even rapping. They, they was just like, following them in the mall. Yeah, like they was just getting followed in the mall and he was like, Oh, like all these people just love us and he was like, Oh, okay, do y'all wanna rap? And he taught them how to rap. Like, cool, I'm gonna write you some songs, rap this shit, we're gonna make some money. Make some millions. Well, I'm gonna make hey, some millions. Y'all gonna get like a few hundred cash. thousand. <laughs> Shut <laughs> you know how deals was back in the day. Oh yeah, y'all gonna get I'm like gonna get y'all gonna get, you y'all gonna gonna get, get ten thousand dollars, and I'm gonna get one million. That's how that works. And they like sign <laughs> deal. Deal. Shout out to TLC. Ooh, ooh, ooh. that's sad. <laughs> yeah, that. I, I feel like when you see a biopic as an adult. <laughs> you'd be like oh wow like you'd be like it'd be a whole nother level of of trifling and, and robbery you'd be like really it's like that and then you'd be like who was your manager and why did y'all sign that and then if somebody offered you a deal right now you'd be like okay and they still doing that it's still yeah. rappers that's Megan, like oh Megan me- was just crying let about me- her yeah like let me out my deals like why did you <laughs> sign it like why did you but sign you know that? why they signed it yeah but it's like if you Nah, Master P didn't sign it, and look how he turned out. Oh well, hello, but he a businessman. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he got a documentary. Yo, and it's so good. And I'm gonna just let you know that the dopest quote was that he was like, he was like, forget artists, get you a product because a product can't talk back to you. It's like you never gotta hear a product complain about you. It's like push a product. You got you ain't never gotta hear like somebody complain. Push a product. I'm like, yes. I was like, come on, Master P. I was like, what? I was like, what testament of the Bible is that from? Like, uh, no limit soldiers. No limit soldier. Book of No Limit Soldier. Make them say uh um, chapter three, verse 504, boys. Like okay. oh, I love that's crazy. Boy. Uh, regional rap was at its peak at its peak in the 99-2000 when you I heard it, it three years it. late like that was... yo listen oh lot, yeah goodness. it's true shout out to our southern plug that was putting us on music yo they was putting like, us a year on year before LA cause we heard whistle while you twerk like way before it hit the street we heard we heard in Tennessee we heard um was it swag not swag sir um Nah, it was what's the way you talk. if you bet. Oh, we yeah, not if you bet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a year or two look, before it came rock. to the West Coast. Look, look, and we thought look, it was look, crazy. Look. Yeah. Yeah. That shit. Yeah, that shit was dope. Yeah, and shout out to Rachel Rap. I feel so like we didn't, we didn't have this topic uh, or question on there, on the agenda, but I think we need to bring it up. What was your favorite record label of the 99 and the 2000? Okay, can I say my best style and then I'll oh, go. Okay, we can do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I forgot about you. Yes, you forgot I about I forgot Day. about Day. 
you forgot about that. Uh, my best style. I was thinking TV show, and I was thinking Maya from In the House. Ooh, she always had yeah, some little crop fly. top baggy jeans. She was fly. Little hair laid, baby hair yeah, laid. Like she, even out of like I was a Moesha stan and stuff, but Moesha was kind of. She wasn't very like sh- like street kind of. Yeah, it she wasn't, wasn't hip hop influenced. But Maya had that like she had so. It was just, like she was like Hillary Banks meets Moesha, honestly. She was like Hillary Banks meets TLC. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. And like, also, I think epic. that uh, if we're gonna talk about style, we we have to talk about Aaliyah and how she just basically like changed the whole. When it came to style, everything she did was up for up for grabs when she started wearing butterfly hair clips up for grabs when she started wearing the uh the long uh skirts with the high splits of both oh, sides yes. up for grabs yes. yo when she wore the baggy tommy like the baggy yes. tommy jeans with the uh the tube top I and the boxer showing like come on she was out here with the shades and the swoop like people wanted to be Aaliyah. like that was real bless her yeah. Um, but no, I think you brought up an awesome point. Favorite record label. Oh, that's so hard. It's hard. It's hard. But I'm going with my. I'm going with Death Row Records. I know you were gonna go with Death Row because like, y'all ain't got love for Snoop Dogg. They got love for Snoop Dogg in the West Coast. Y'all don't got love for Death if Row. You the producer all in your videos. Like you gotta go. Bring your ass over to Death Row. Yo, they came in that like, they came in that motherfucker ready. They was ready Death to throw. Death Row as a monument. <laughs> it was my ready favorite to throw again. Like they just as a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> Death Row. And was, honestly, they like they rescued the culture. Not for nothing, they rescued Dre and Snoop from Jerry Heller, so it Shout could. out to that hip hop history. Um, but let's before we even move on, we have to really go down the roster because I don't. Yeah, think I was not because you can't like Master P was out here owning his masters and stuff. Like, yeah. you you can't knock that nobody on No Limit could really rap, but Juvenile. <laughs> but they put wait, that. but Juvenile wasn't even on No Limit. He was on Cash oh, Money. Juvenile was. Oh no! Cash, cash money. Rap, rap on no limit. Nobody. That's why it was a no limit. Cause it was like Mia, Mia X was on no limit, right? Yeah, but yeah, but still, like, if we gonna talk yeah. about just like straight up, like, oh, they could rap, Nobody like, could rap. there was no. One. Ju- wow, I thought Juvenile was on. No Honestly, limit I'll say this. Wow. I'll I'll say that the person who probably had the most success was Silk the Shocker. And Silk the Shocker because he was fabulous before Fab. He was fabulous before Fab in terms of like his style and his. But listening to Silk now, once again, (laughs) uh, doubt it, doubt it, some, some, uh, doubt it, doubt it. Need like one, two, three. Need like roll with me, soul with me. Country controlling me. He was like a slow rapping blue face. Like it's like, come on, bro. Like. He was. He, was blue. he paved the way for Blueface. He for paved sure. the way for But blue you gotta face. respect. <laughs> you gotta respect. No Limit had no rappers. And Bruh, they, held they dominated. Yo, one of their hit songs was Hootie Who. Hootie Who. Hootie Who. What's the gonna do? That's the sound of the Who. It's but like, Cash Money. Like Cash Money. Cash if I money, wasn't for the West Coast, Cash yeah, Money would be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Cash Money. Whoa, Cash, they held it down. Wait, bad boy. 
yeah, bad boy. Bad boy in the okay. night. Bad boy in the night. 96. Let's just say bad boy from 96 to 99. Like, so many. Just Mesa bad boy. Like, just like 112 at bad boy. Like, ugh. Hits. Nobody saw a diamond at money, but the hits kept coming. <laughs> bad boy. Such a good. Yeah, bad boy. Bad boy, honestly, you know what? You know what it is, though? What is Bad boy. Bad boy. I'm going to say bad boy had a lot of hits. A lot lot of of hits. And I feel like No Limit, honestly, didn't come around to around, like, the late 90s. Like, they kind of caught Mm -hmm. the the tail end of the 90s. Uh, I, I want to Google that because I feel like maybe we didn't hear about them for a while. So let's see. Yeah, Cash Money. I think they caught the tail end of the 90s for sure. Not No Limit, Cash Money. No Limit was legit. Like 90s, I think 97 No Limit started. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I yeah, know. Uh, No Limit. So Cash 90, Money was founded actually, in '91. Yeah, Cash Money was founded in '91, but when did we actually listen to anything that they were doing? <laughs> is the question. Um, and, I know he was in NorCal for a minute. Oh, they have Mystical. Mystical could rap. Oh yeah, Mystical could rap. Yeah, that's a fact. And technically, they have Snoop. They did have Snoop. For one album, but he, they had him. They had him. Um, I don't know. We'll do the research later. But so many gr- does because I want I cannot move on without acknowledging the force that was Timberland and Magoo and Missy. But were they technically a record label? So because they oh, put no, out, they, they wasn't a record. They wasn't. Te- they wasn't technically. It wasn't technically a record label, but that was the, uh, I think they, like, they call themselves the, uh, the basement crew or something like that. Super friends. Were they super uh, friends? I don't know if it was super friends, but, um, damn, we need to do our research before we, <laughs> <laughs> we need, we need a cap check. <laughs> if we cap, but or not. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know they, um, like we can't we talking about Aaliyah we talking about Genuine like the Genuine and Aaliyah and Missy we know is because of Timberland like yeah Timberland they they held it down they held it down I will they definitely held it down but I still just feel like the magnitude of because you wasn't really a label like that unless you had the chain and the, and the medallion <laughs> so if you didn't have the chain and medallion we can't count you we can't count you in this discussion if you didn't have the no limit soldier chain or the cash money records or the chain, rock what about rock nation rock, rock la familia rockefeller rock baby you heard <laughs> yeah but rockefeller then they didn't start really making noise to the early 2000s in terms of like we said 99 in 2000s oh yeah but you know I'm yeah, really genuine came out. Genuine and uh, One in a Million came out in '96. Yeah, but they didn't have a chain. Super so Duper it don't Fly came out in '97. Okay, they no, they chain. didn't have a chain. They didn't have a chain. Bad Boy had a chain. They had the baby. Bad Boy. Come out and play. Come out and play. 
But yeah, that's a that's an amazing debate. Honestly, the debate with this particular favorite topic is so good that like it could have its own episode. Because <laughs> you could really best, go down a list the list of like rap label of the yeah. Because we didn't even, we didn't even mention so so deaf yet. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it could really so deaf. It could yeah. get, get nasty. Exactly. Um, okay. Shout out to shout out to the '90s and the 2000s bringing it through. Oh, and so shit. now we gonna move on though. We gonna move on to favorite music video. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is hard. This is very hard. I, I got one off the top of my head. When I think favorite video, I think if you really want to party with me, let me oh. see just what you got for me. Put all your hands on my eyes, cause straight but wildin' is a place and to be. I feel I feel you on that, and I'm kind of going in the same direction, but I'm going with a uh, Miniman. No. Oh, uh, what's that? that? Damn, what's the joint? Um, I can't even think of the name of it right now. But like, anyway, Hype Williams is oh, my favorite rap hype video. Everything. Hype Williams was the end all be all as a music video. For uh, yo, he was the end all be all. I feel like any Hype Williams video that came Did out. Did Hype do the Buster video? Yes. Okay, well, and, let's just and say more hype money, more problems, like all that. He did everything with a fisheye lens. He was the one pushing that. <laughs> he was. Yo, where they was all up in the camera, like <laughs> moving back and forth, like a very like he robotic, was. whatever. You know, I think he might have did scream for Janet and Michael. Like, I think he just yeah. had a very futuristic he approach did. to it. No scrubs. He did gold digger. He, got, digger. he yeah, did I got what you want. I got what you want. Gotta what you need. Gotta what you need. Can I get another shot? Yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, really? I got what you need. I feel like Hype Williams is. He did. We're just gonna go ahead and give him that. Give him his roses. Yes, let's give him his roses. He did everything. He did. If you liked it, he did it. If you liked it, we loved it. He did all of the lights? He did Heartless? Okay. Yeah, he, he did it all. He need a man. Stocks and drops. All right. Shout out to Hype. Um, and now we got to talk about our favorite DJ. What's our favorite DJ of the, of the 992000. <laughs> favorite DJ of the. I don't yes, know. Yes, it is. DJ Clue. Batman Clue. He has a stuff. <laughs> Rockefeller Records, you heard? Try to have Batman's 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 Honestly, I, I will say that it's between. It's definitely between. I said between. It's definitely between <laughs> DJ Clue and Fat Man School. They. I'll say Fat Man, say Fat Man School because he's just so. I his voice is Who so had iconic. All the um, DJ Clue had, so had all the mixtapes. Yeah, he had all the mixtapes. <laughs> all the mix all of them. Yeah. Yeah, but he was like, on that shit that Kyler is on now. He was on that. Yeah, like, he was. He that, really yeah, was though. He, like it was really it. like if Clue was hosting your mixtape, you was you was on. Yeah. Hosted by Clue. I can't believe we we had like would kids even know what we talking about hosting a mixtape? <laughs> like, yo, does that make to, sense? Is this gonna survive the test of time right now? Oh, that is. <laughs> If LimeWire did not crash your PC, all we needed in life. Yes. Once I got off of recording the radio and cutting out the 
the host coming back on and I could just directly oh. download it from LineWire. Burn your own CDs. That changed the game. Changed the game for these hoes. Changed the game. In the morning, you can come home and like three songs will be downloaded. (laughs) (laughs) You did have to go. (laughs) Like, damn, man, why you answered the phone again? Like, (laughs) man, I told you to try to download something. Just let them go to the voicemail. No, like, it's a dial-up. Oh, what? What is that? Like, yo. Oh, oh wow. Yes, wow. Like, yo, it was very serious. Like, wow. AOL, if you didn't see that, uh, you didn't get to that second <laughs> step, you wasn't getting online that night. <laughs> no, with the three squares with the man running. Oh, yes. Man running, yo. You ain't that there. is... And it's like a party at the end. They have like a crowd of people at the end. Yes, the the most wasn't that like confetti? It was, yeah, it was a crowd, like a little house party. Like, yeah, we made it. <laughs> Nigga, we made it. Let's move on. You keep adding. <laughs> no, but it's, it's important. We got to do it. What's your favorite DJ? Next, you're going to say, what was your favorite Nike? <laughs> Nike. Uh, I think one was the, the Nike. Uh, no. I uh, maybe, never. Maybe I think it was like uh, in the 90s, I'm saying. It probably was. I guess you're going to have to go with the Jordans, though, because I feel like that's a part of Nike's brand and everybody rock jays. I'm back. I only have one pair of Jordans in my life, and they were the patent leather ones with the gold Nike swoop. I don't know what they're called, uh, but they were all yeah, black patent yeah, leather. Yeah, patent leather ones. They're, they're, oh, patent leather yeah. ones. How fitting. But yeah, I wasn't yeah. a Jordan girl. We're not. <laughs> what, let's move on to something more substantial. Like, what did the 90 slash 2000, like, what did they teach us? Um, like, oh, what did the, yeah, let's talk about the, the 90s... Messages. Yeah, like the messages. Because, mm-hmm. you know, low-key, the culture that we can see consumed in the 90s and 2000s is what shaped our views and thoughts now. So I think it's really important to um, let's time capsule what we learned. I, well, what did, mm-hmm. I think uh, one of the things we learned was that in movies and television then, condoms were talked about a lot. They were, yeah. It, 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 yeah. You got protected. Oh, you got. It was like, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't take that one. You got survival. Like, like, you got protection. Yeah. Oh, you don't got a Jimmy hat? They used to call them Jimmy hats. A Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Yeah, safe sex was all the rage yeah. in um, the 90s, 2000. I think just in general, what movies and TV at the time taught me about love and sex, like. It taught me uh, at 16, you go to prom, which I didn't even go to. I mean, I did go to prom at 16 and 11th grade, but you go to prom and you lose your virginity at prom. Oh, yeah. I, like, I, guess it, what, like, I guess there was a lot of peer pressure on losing your virginity at prom. Yeah, like that's when growing up, I thought that's when you do it. Um, so that's interesting. And it was always like, though condoms were talked about consent wasn't really talked about in the 90s because I feel there were a lot of images of women being like no 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 and the guys like pursuing it and you being like oh he must really want to like that was an image that I got growing up which is the opposite of what we're trying to teach people now with consent but it was kind of like you had to be you kind of had to act like you didn't really want, like good girls didn't really initiate these things and their boyfriends kind of like, 
impress them and yeah, make them feel comfortable they, enough to do it. Portrayed men as uber aggressive, like uber aggressive. Those men are not uber aggressive. I'm just saying, like, and in, in like light of television and and movies, like I remember in the movie that you talked about in House Party. I think it was House Party 2 when the dude was like all over Sydney on the staircase and she's like no it's like I don't want to do that and then kid ran up and he's like I'm gonna fly your head and you know he's doing all this you know <laughs> like, yeah but that was like, like every movie though that was every Brutus, movie it was like the olive oil and Popeye and Brutus like this in real life of and then the, the guy that saved you and then the dude that it can't that really save you. He's gonna stand up for your honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we still need a lot of the men to stand up for black women's honor. Protect like black women at all like, costs. They need to get back on that Popeye shit. Olive oil wasn't even thick, bro. Olive oil was a little strange, bro. If Popeye like, saw a little thick of, he been to everybody up. <laughs> <laughs> And what they talk about Popeye uh, spinach. We all know that was weed in that can. Like, how you <laughs> like that and start wilding out, knocking out this dude at six times or something? He had PCP in that can. You got me you got me fucked up at school twice, fucking with spinach. <laughs> oh, that's funny. What did um what did the 90s teach you about like family oh wow family stuck together and you like if you had a staircase you could <laughs> the that was like yo you're right As a black family if you had stairs you was lucky enough to be able to do that because like all right we got stairs go ahead go ahead upstairs. Sure, it's fine like, we didn't have there. stairs in the house growing up, though. That's not a no super stairs. LA thing. In LA, it wasn't no two story. <laughs> in the valley and other places, maybe, but in LA, LA, it wasn't no two story houses. It was like a that. ranch style, baby. <laughs> you may have some outdoor steps, but yeah. no. We, we didn't try have to slap the door in my mama's house and see what happened. Like, oh, your do- the door come off the hinges. You don't yeah. slam no doors, no locked doors. No more locked doors. <laughs> I think the 90s taught me that like the whole family lived in the house together grandma lived there yeah. like y'all had family dinner around the table you had every holiday together and I, I, I saw my family mimic that too so it really instilled in me like family <laughs> what you talking about right now and I know this is like hella left field but it's reminding me of how creepy Urkel really was like. What you mean? You know, Urkel used to just come in a house unannounced. It was climbing through the window, like <laughs> to kiss Laura and like get with her. Like it was like it was creepy. Like bro, like you really like just are you that thirsty? Like that you just like like that's a little. Been a lot of jokes about how problematic Urkel was. Yo, he Urkel was, was mad, not bro. the innocent nerd that y'all thought. Uh, he was. He grew up to be Myron in Players Club. Like you gotta watch out for uh, that. No. It's like she was like, no. what do you mean? He was like, I like, what do you mean? Uh, how you know I got home safe? He's like, I follow you home every night, Diamond. Like what the fuck? <laughs> 
No. And that's Urkel. not even funny. But, but that was wasn't Urkel because Urkel turned into Stefan and he stopped acting like that. Yeah, and he, he had his own girls. And then he Kale, got whatever. Like, and he was dogging Laura out. So no matter what, they was portraying Urkel him. Was trash. Urkel he was, was trash. dogging Laura out at Stefan. He was like, I guess oh. the 90s taught you, you always had this annoying dude around. It was Urkel, yeah, it was Roger. Probably. It was, um, what's the dude? Uh, it's always somebody. Yeah, <laughs> Moral of the story. Like always, uh, I feel like Kyle Barker was the the cool, uh-uh. version, the cool version of like those annoyances. Like they didn't no, like. No, Kyle around. was not. They didn't like when he came around, but he was so confident in his. Because he was a he was a different kind of annoying. He was pompous. Yeah, I don't like Kyle. Kyle had his stuff together. And he was so black. Like, he was so Afrocentric. Yeah, yeah, he, he was about I that life. I seen together. I ain't gonna even lie. Yeah, they were my favorite when they stopped fighting. Um, But yeah, so it taught me that family all lived together. And just even friends, like everybody, it was real communal. The 90s was real communal for black families and friends. The fact that Hakeem came over for every meal. <laughs> he did. Everyone, yeah, he came over. I'm like, come on, bro. Like, You, you know what Paris asked me the other day? She asked, did we have a peach pit? Is that not peach pit? What The den. Where did Moesha hang out? The den. Peach pit was a... Was that other show but um did we have a den where we all hung out and i was like i feel like church the bridge like the church was our den yeah i feel like yeah i feel like in the sunday school room it was i feel like that was our den there was so many youth in our church that like we just all hung out had a good time like always was going different places like and like meeting up but in high school it was like the high school we went to. It wasn't no after school activities outside. It of school. wasn't. Like it was like it you don't get, no you get banged on or shot at. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think we had a that, hangout. What I would say, we did congregate at the bridge. Bridge and the Fox Hills. We would meet at the Fox. Yeah. Yeah. And after yeah. clubs, we would always go to any den- Denny's. The closest Denny's. The closest Denny's <laughs> Particularly the Denny's by the airport. Cause that's that one, later. Yes, that one, and also the one by USC. Oh yeah, I didn't like that one though. It was yeah, it was like a cafeteria, but it was like hello, yeah. always lit. Yeah, I'm mad we were legit going to the club in high school. Yeah, we used to go and to then, the one on Hollywood. And then my and mom would pick us up and take hour, us to Denny's till or, two a.m. Or wherever that was at, we used to go to the that sunset one. Denny's. Oh yeah, that one was lit. But people used to um like run out of. It was always drama there. Dash and dines and all that. Our and then the dad. one, the one at Hawthorne too, low key. Oh and yeah, I know what you're talking about. By by a uh, Hawthorne. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we had a. Then it became um, Delamo when we would go to Lucky Strike. Oh. Out. The thing about yeah, LA, shit get like blown. That was more like. That was college. Yeah, that was college years. It's like we never had one spot that was like safe for a long time. <laughs> yeah, she used to mix up a lot. Oh, LA. It's different. LA. What did um, the sh- like shows and movies and then nobody hung out in Lamar Park back in the day? That just wasn't nobody. a thing. Nobody. No. <laughs> Only Moesha. <laughs> like, 
Her boy was hanging out over there. It was mad abandoned. Only like, Issa and Malisha. Now, Insecure has rebooted that area and, like, it's legit rebooted. Like, yeah. I mean, but low key, we used to work over there. Shout yeah. out to Krispy Kreme on MLK. LA. Huh? We used to work at the first one in LA in California. We did work at the first. Shout out to us. We part of history. We worked at the first Krispy Kreme in LA. Stars just went through. Holla at us. What's the best of time goes? 47, 45 seconds. It's lit. <laughs> we did have the little timer on. Oh, we used to be killing it though, like killing it. We worked at Krispy Kreme, and fun fact: ten years later, my sister worked at the same Krispy Kreme with some of the same people. That's, but that's, um, that's the that's like some sitcom shit right there. <laughs> it is. I was like, you want to go to college, huh? <laughs> or you could work here for the next ten years. But shout out to Krispy Kreme, great job. I was going to ask, what has um, 90s, 2000s sitcoms and stuff taught you about, like, success? What it means to be black and successful? I think uh, what I've learned is that you use your power to what do... What you got to get what you want. <laughs> nah. nah. <laughs> use the power and the things that you've accomplished to help the black culture move forward. And I think that that's something that mm-hmm. Uncle Phil did. That's something that uh, Carl Winslow did. Is that whenever they were in a predicament where they had to decide, is it the culture or is it the job? They always chose the culture over the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you saw that on Martin. You saw that on a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. They always chose the culture over the job. Now I feel like I don't know. I don't even know in real life if that is like that. Like, people <sighs> be talking about, oh, let's boycott this, let's do that. But. When it comes, like, they said, oh, I don't want the NBA and the NFL to come back. But it's like, would you stop going to your job? Nah. A lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. A lot of people won't. But I think one way we try to do it, though, is to support black businesses. Of course. And, and go out of your way to patronize places that are black. Um, I think parade. that's one way. Yeah. Hmm? I said shout out to Black Parade and Beyonce. Okay. Well, she created Black Parade, which has no, all black. No, no, I know. Yes. So why you up? Okay. Because we're not, like we need sponsors. <laughs> so. Listen, she got a sponsor in the whole. No, it is a place to find a lot of black like, We should be paying to say that Beyonce, like Beyonce's name on the podcast. Like. Oh, should we? Yeah. Okay. Well. Let me not get attacked by the hive. I think what I'll say, I'll say don't do it. <laughs> I won't. Um, I ain't gonna do it. I think it taught me more more money, more problems. Like the idea that money isn't everything and like having like you said, like your integrity, the culture, your family, love, like those things are really important. A lot of movies ended with like Oh, I could take this job, but <laughs> I'm gonna stay for love, or I'm gonna choose my family, or like it. It just seemed very value centric, and I like that, and I think it really shaped the way I think about what success is. Um, also, as a aside, <laughs> this is very problematic, but I thought Video Girls was like the end all be all growing up. <laughs> like they were so like the culture to me when I think of middle school and high school seeing women 
in videos, whether they were like, it went over my head that they were being objectified or whatever. I viewed them as being like powerful. Like that was like seeing women take agency of their body and their style and, and have men fawn over them really did something to my self-esteem as a young black girl growing up in it. And like on this side of it, I see people criticize it as a bad thing, but I really saw it as an empowering, even with this whole like WAP video, like I love that comes from the culture of like women owning their stuff and like, no, we like pleasure. We like to look cute. We like to show and do and and dance. And I will say this uh, video girls developed a negative connotation in the late nineties and early two thousands. But Honestly, if you look at the mid 90s and the early 90s and even late 80s of how video black, especially black video girls were portrayed, even there's some like uh, I watched the Jay Z video, uh, Change Clothes, and I watched Pharrell's Friends video. And if you look at that video and Lauren London and the other chick was in it and they wasn't naked and they was like the leads in that video and they was on like it was like but what's oh. wrong with them being naked too though that's no, but I'm, I'm just, saying I'm even like so videos like the most infamous video that people prop up as degradate, degradating women is tip drill and they didn't seem yeah he swiped a credit card in her butt but it seemed like that was cool like that's what they they was dancing that's what they wanted they were making their money they were independent contractors <laughs> like it, it did I'm not seem like the negative connotation that comes along with video girl had a lot to do with portraying themselves as not being clothed and naked and I'm not saying that that's my view but I'm just saying that like I well I'm only talking about your view yeah and that's it that's why I said like I don't care about that part I don't care. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm just I'm adding bad. that them being naked was not an issue. I'm just saying that to me. black and I don't, girl. and I don't think I think that's a outside of the culture portrayal that was put on us because us in the culture didn't see anything wrong with it, and not that we were gonna go out and do it, but it was like, yeah, women can be an agency of their body and choose to wear as much or as little as possible. They didn't have to wear. Yeah, t-shirts like in because um, she canceled on cut and took and banned Sierra from BET for the ride video. So she did that ride video was lit. <laughs> it wasn't even like it wasn't even provocative like that though. Like because like, oh, she was she was di- see and that's the thing like nobody black- looked at Sierra as objectifying herself like she was dancing. So I mean you know I don't know. Yeah yeah but yeah I I think that's. Um, when people so far removed from the culture get to critique it because I saw that as empowering yeah, the women on the King magazine. <laughs> like it, you just saw women and even seeing voluptuous women, which was such a different contrast in the early nineties. It was like, Ooh. yeah, you know, like the first video you saw a voluptuous woman in, you was like, wow. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that stamped in my Outcast. brain like that. Was, huh? I like the way you move by Outcast. I like the way. And I think it was Big Judy, and she was in there like, and uh, <laughs> and uh, what was the dude's name? Uh, that used to be with Diddy. That used to be with Diddy. Oh, yeah. uh, Fonsworth Bentley. Fonsworth Bentley was like, oh my god, and he was all over her, but like. It was just like, yo, she had the yakes, and like, I was okay with that. I was like, oh my god, you were okay with that? It was approved. 
It was definitely approved. Um, It's been approved since Two Live Crew and Pumps in the Bumps. Like I and also yeah, but they still weren't as thick as videos got. (laughs) They were still they were like a smooth four size four six in those videos. Like, but it was just good to see women that looked like the women I grew up with and was around being celebrated and yeah and having agency over their bodies. So shout out to Video Vixens. Dixon. Let's wrap this up, B. We've been talking about the nineties. Nineties all night, and I'm okay with it because, okay like, it was it such too, a like surprise, like fun feel. If you got to live the nineties, I know that everybody said this about the era that they grew up in, but like the nineties was really shit though. The nineties and early 2K. It was just a, it was a different time. We didn't have as many distractions. Like I miss telling your friend where you was going to be and leaving the house and going straight there. Like, y'all had no way to get in contact. Oh, We're going to meet here at this time. And you had to be there. <laughs> and, and you had to be out. there. You had to. And you looking around, where are they? And you just hope that they come. You had no way to contact them. <laughs> like, doing the New Year's countdown, thinking that all technology was going to fail because Y2K. <laughs> Y2K was such a thing. Yeah. Yeah. like uh, coronavirus is like Y2K. Like, I keep waiting for it. I don't even know why we were sweating. Like, you know, like, oh, no, my city. Well, oh, never mind. My batteries was just low. Like, you know, so <laughs> throw them shits in the freezer. Did you used to do that? Throw your shits in the freezer so they, like, recharge. Yeah, do that not work? <laughs> no, remember, I saw somebody post a Duracell battery where, um... You had to like hold it to see. Oh, see how much energy was left. That was fake, though. I, I don't. Them, that never worked for me well. But I definitely used to throw them batteries in the freezer overnight and get more juice out of them. And also, CD Walkman's was ass without the anti-skip. Like you can, yeah, yes, you can even do breathe. not get it without the shock. You can even anti-skip. It's like, come on, man. You could not, you could not walk without that thing skipping. I had that yellow one with the, it like had two claw clips on the side. Anyway, shout out to CD Walkmans. And you had to carry around your whole CD case. <laughs> no, the whole, and that's why you needed that Gap Anorak or the Old Navy one with the zipper up in the front. Yes, yeah, so you could put them in the front. Remember, I think we brought this up before. Remember when we had to burn all our rap CDs at church? Yeah. Oh, we had to burn them in trust. They was already on the backup CD at the house. Like, <laughs> I brought the Chronic. I brought the Chronic 2000. No, Source 3. Source Volume 3. <laughs> the weakest one. It was the newest one. No, but just, I was so mad. Like, you did not bring all of your bad CDs. No, I, had, I, had, I had a lot of them, but I was like, I'm going to bring this one. Out of all I brought of one. Why were they making us do that? Like, <laughs> you gotta sacrifice something sacrifice something you really love and <laughs> yeah. shout out to the church oh but let's 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 rewind a little bit to that anorak jacket because you could really put your cd player in there you could sneak and eat hot class you could do a lot of different you, like you could have a little cheat sheet in there you could do a lot with that jacket like, fact, i never liked hot cheetos in my life never. i like hot popcorn I like hot lays. I don't oh, like hot Cheetos. That shit is nasty. It's nasty. That's the like best in-class snack. That's the one in-class snack. I was a red Dorito. I was a red Dorito bag. 
some on my piece of paper. No, nigga. No. <laughs> you put some on my piece of paper. Just a bag. Like, no. Like, get out of here. Can I help? Let me just get two. <laughs> oh, no, you always begging. Like, who had that friend that was always begging and fucking Everybody rap? had a begging friend. Uh, no, like, put listen. Put some on my paper, though. Why were we? <laughs> Why do and the food store selling these shits? Like, go get you your own bag. Like, <laughs> No, you was tight if you brought your own snacks and then if you were selling them sell and stuff. Candy. So I, I used to sell I used to sell all kinds of candy in junior high and high school. I was always hustling, yeah. So I didn't even care. Let's wrap this up with right, let's wrap it up, if you had to be one character of the nineties two thousand, who would you be and why? I would be Will Smith because <laughs> because that's something growing up where i grew up at that like you just didn't have the luxuries that he had afforded to him so the fact that like you can go to school have the flyest clothes have the dopest crib get the flyest girls and on top of all that like your, your college tuition is paid for if you wanted to do it like it's just like he had everything he had everything like, he had all the Girlfriends too. Yeah. Everybody then came through. Yeah. What's girlfriend? What? Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And not for nothing, his, his one of his best friends was Carlton, and Carlton was dope. Like he was a punk, and he just got on people nerves. But, he but was Carl- dope. Carlton he was came through. Carlton maybe. was loyal. He was more hood loyal. than Will was. Keep it a stack. He had more heart. Yeah, he sure. had more heart for sure. Um, can you guess who my character would be? I'm gonna have to go with uh. Uh, uh, I don't know. Go ahead. No to that. I was gonna say that, but I felt like you was gonna try to th- like trick me and do something different. <laughs> no, she, mm. you know, Moesha was my idol growing up. I wanted my hair braided. Like, dear diary, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's- no, yes, I love, I do. Like no lie, when I lay across my bed and write, and I mean type in my diary, I hear that music. <laughs> like that was, I loved Moesha, but it wasn't just um her diary moments. I just really related to being like a smart girl in the inner city, liking her dudes, wanting my hair braided, being real cute, disobeying my parents, like. She was just my steez. I just, I loved everything Moesha. And then on top of that, that couple with Brandy's music, like she's flawless. Like her voice is, what they call her, the vocal Bible. Like she, just everything. I wanted to be Moesha. I've been watching the reruns like, yep, still want to be her. (laughs) When I grow up, I want to be Moesha. So yeah, that would be my character. Close second would be Khadijah. Loved it. Hey, dear diary. Today, Q thought he was so cute in front of them girls, but I told him, "You keep showing out, you gonna be one single dude." D say on my back about talking to Q. As long as my dad doesn't find out, it's all good. Hakeem slipped me a note while he was at dinner tonight. <laughs> You want to be the first person to eat my box? Like, just hell us. It's a rat. It's a rat. It's a rat. 
Cut no, we, no, we can't leave yet. We gotta talk about no, we back. Our favorite we out. 90s song, we out. Yo. We out. Right, right. We out. Oh my god. All right. Yo. Favorite ninety song. You know I want to play mine. Can you guess it? You are never gonna guess. This is my favorite nineties song. Like hands down. When this beat drops. All right. I'm just gonna play it. Are you ready? You ready, boo? Wait for it. Papa! <laughs> Isaac Mirahi. With the ill nana. Favorite song. Favorite, favorite song. When that beat dropped, like just. It's. Uh, touch me, tease me. Case, yeah. if y'all don't know, maybe y'all didn't know. Maybe y'all didn't know from the first ten seconds. Let let me let me give you a little more. I'll come back again, again, hey, and again and again, again and always. All right, that's all I got. Right. All right, let me see. Wait, can I guess? All right, never mind. Okay. Maybe I got like fifteen other songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we, we did that. I feel good about this episode. I hope y'all loved it as much as I did. And like, I, as you can see, I didn't want it to end. So they had to, she had to cut it short. I can do this. Can't all stop, night. won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller Records. Damn, damn, girls, girls. Honestly, I feel that. like at some point we're gonna have to do a 2000 to 2010 because I feel like this was really predominantly the 90s. Like I feel like we gotta really get a cross. But yeah, we can do it. We can do it. 20 to 2010. Like, Nelly, like Saint Louis. Young Tate, Gunners. You were the Young Gunners fan. In fact, like yeah, when I think fab. of you in the day, I think of Jersey's Young Gunner Fab. Yeah. State That's property it. gang gang. <laughs> State uh, property. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, mixtapes that he, that used to come out before him. Yeah. Before the album. Before Blue when they were stuff in his name wrong. Let's go. Like it was lit. Uh, can I do it? I mean, it's gonna get canceled. No, listen, we're not gonna do that. And actually, we're gonna have an episode. Wanna... Y'all, we're gonna let y'all know that we're gonna talk about uh, cancel culture and how detrimental or how valuable it is to the culture. I'm leaning towards valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler but, alert. Cancel but, but, everybody except for uh, black women. Actually, I'm not leaning towards valuable because I didn't know what you was talking about when you said that, but uh, <laughs> I'm actually leaning the opposite way because we, you know, we quick to cancel our own. We not we, quick. We, we not quick. No, we wait we too long until they do way too much, but nah, that's another story nah, for another like, day. So we're going to talk. Oh, yeah. That's another story for another day because we're going to talk about that and how people have done things for 400 plus years is way too long but we still support those businesses <laughs> what are we talking about right now like, never argue okay, yeah, we're not gonna, yeah, we're not gonna do it we're not gonna do it right now because it's, it's gonna get real but yo we appreciate y'all we love y'all we hope y'all love this episode love 
Thanks we for going really back down uh, memory lane. Wow, you. <laughs> we do. Oh, you, wait, wait, wait. We went through this whole thing. We did not talk about Ashanti. Like, is that's that more That's more okay. Okay. Cause I feel like okay, we didn't we even do a part two. We're gonna do a part two because we did not talk about the murdering here. We didn't talk about next, like, and and uh, well, I mean, next was in the 90s. We didn't talk about Jagged. I mean, it's a lot of stuff we didn't talk about. We didn't, I don't know, Drew Hill, like, we did okay. There's Bow a lot wow, of Romeo, like, they all got lost in the star. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah, and there's 2000s fashions that Our we next episode is going to be uh 106 and Park and how we should have been the host of that. We should do that. We should have, we should just host our own 106 and Park and we review old songs and Yo, videos like I that. Shit is new. I, I, we should do that. I don't even want to talk about this because I have a really great show idea. And uh, I got proofs to make. He what was six blocks from the old 106 and Park? What'd you I, say? I, I'm like 20 blocks from the old 106 and Park. We did, we did. It's lit. Yeah. Holla at us. Holla. She said. All right. Bye, guys. We out. We out. We out. We out. We out. Right. Right.